welcome to this, the next Great Disruption Hybrid Work Podcast sponsored by Microsoft. Today we are confronting what is proving to be the next big workplace disruption, uh, the forceful introduction of a hybrid work model across the globe. The unexpected upset of COVID-19 required workplaces around the world to adjust quickly and it is now clear that hybrid work is definitely here to stay. But leaders are battling to decide what that particular setup should actually look like. This podcast, powered by Microsoft, shares the insights and perspectives of industry experts on how companies can prepare for this great disruption and accommodate what employees want, the best of both worlds. In this episode, we are dissecting the hybrid work paradox. My name is Mdiwa Gavaza, business writer with The Business Day and Financial Mail, and I'll be your host for this conversation. Helping me to navigate this difficult terrain, we are joined by Colin Erasmus, who is the Modern Workplace and Security Business Group Lead over at Microsoft South Africa, together with Mark Walker, who is Associate Vice President for Sub-Saharan Africa over at IDC. Now, to begin our conversation, I'm just going to start with Colin and to just uh, get a sense because the push towards hybrid working has been compared to being as disruptive as uh, the Industrial Revolution. And our question is whether or not this is an exaggeration. You know, what has actually changed? So, Colin, uh, greetings to you this morning. Your response to that take, it's a big one. You know, is this hybrid uh, work environment as disruptive as the industrial revolution. Greetings, Madiwe, and thank you very much. Great to be part of this uh, exciting conversation. In short, I would have to say, yes, this has become a reality now, and a lot of people are struggling. If we just look at ourselves, 18 months ago, we were thrust into remote work. We didn't call it hybrid work back then because we all had to go and work at home. We had to scramble as businesses, as IT managers, to understand how this works and what would be needed, especially around things like security and productivity, as you can imagine. The employee experience drastically changed the way we experienced working, the way we experienced reporting to our managers and our bosses changed, the way we experienced working with customers changed. So I think it is. I think it is quite a big disruption. I don't think it's necessarily negative. It's going to be interesting to see the way we take this on. And I think there are ways to take this on. And I think we're now in this hybrid work paradigm where we now do have some people going back to work, some people staying at home and a mixture thereof. And that is the hybrid paradox. I'm sure we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, I definitely think there have been some big changes and it's not an exaggeration. Uh, Mark, your take on all of this, I think Colin really does bring out the fact that at some point we're thrust into the world of pure remote working. And then at some point there were fights about, no, we need to get people back. But we seem to have found ourselves in this sort of somewhat of a happy middle in terms of that hybrid situation. Your take on whether or not this is as disruptive as the Industrial Revolution. Uh, there's no doubt. You know, this is completely as disruptive, if not more so. It changes the entire business model, the entire work model that we've seen, you know, that been, has predominated since the industrial age, basically. There's no even more about punching a time card and, and pre being present. It's about results. It's about making sure that the productivity and the output is actually reached. You know, that's the whole new paradigm. Um, it comes with both positives and it comes with negatives. But I think the one thing that stands out here is what Colin referenced is the concept that there's a hybrid model that has emerged. And that's not going to change. 
We've seen the productivity increases as a reality. May that is always in doubt before. Can people be relied upon to, and trusted to work independently? We've seen that that's a reality and it can happen. Productivity has increased. It's improved work-life balance for many people, reduced the traffic issues and so on. I think the decision is less about are you working from home completely or just at the office? It's going to be determined by companies individually, what industries they're in and how best to manage both the the employee experience as well as the productivity requirement. And that's, I think, paradox that Colin's referring to. No, definitely. And I want to, you know, bring Colin back on here and actually drill down on what we mean uh, by a hybrid model, because there's a lot of terms that get thrown around that we talk about remote working. But right now we are talking about hybrid. So Microsoft has been tracking, you know, some of the business trends over the last year. Uh, What is a hybrid model and what data do we actually have to support the fact that business is shifting towards that hybrid and that it's not purely in the silos of, you know, going to work or having remote work. Colin, your take on that? Madiwe, we did a bit of research at Microsoft through something called the Microsoft Work Trend Index done in 2021. And we specifically asked customers, so employees, these questions. We specifically asked business leaders these questions and a couple of interesting facts that came out. The first one, which underpins what we are calling the hybrid work, is we asked customers, employees, we asked them, what they thought about the flexibility they had under remote work. And 73% of those respondents said to us, Colin, we loved hybrid work during the remote part of what we experienced. So we loved that flexibility. In other words, having the flexibility to pick our kids up, have breakfast with our kids in the morning. We really loved that. And we want to maintain that flexibility, by the way, when we go back to work. So that was the first bit of interesting data that came out. The second bit of interesting data that came out was those same respondents, 67% of them, so almost the same amount said, but we miss the interaction. We miss the in-person interaction. We miss the collaboration. And we really want that. And this is now what we're calling that hybrid paradox. People want the flexibility, but people also want to have that in-person collaboration. And that's where it comes out. Now, we believe, and to your point, I think people are calling this different things. There are going to be different models, uh, as what Mark alluded to. We believe at Microsoft, and it's a model that we've applied to ourselves, that there are three principles or work streams within these models. The first one being people, which is really at the center of everything, that experience that that the people need to have. The next one is places, reimagining what places are. Places can be your, your work. It can be a desk at work. It can be a coffee shop, as an example. And how do we redesign those places that everyone has a voice? whether you're in the office or whether you're online. And the last one really for us is processes. As you can imagine, we've had to rethink and automate a lot of our business processes because paper processes just aren't going to work anymore. And then the last stat that I will share with you is that 80% of business leaders told us during the survey that they are going to make changes to their flexible work policies in this new hybrid work. So I think uh, a lot of information to back this hybrid paradigm up or hybrid paradox. And we have to, as business leaders, as IT, we are going to have to figure out how we allow people to work remotely 
at the office and to allow major flexibility in these instances. Uh, now, Mark, Colin is bringing up, you know, quite an interesting dynamic about the paradox itself to say that as much as you highlighted earlier on the fact that people are enjoying the flexibility of being able to go, you know, fetch uh, kids from school, work-life balance and all of that, the paradox comes in because, you know, we then have to ask the question about how do businesses and especially team leaders ensure that if effective work and communication are, are done, especially if you have employees that seem to be in far-flung places, right? So um, there's a lot of technology, there's a lot of tools, but still a bit of tension uh, that companies and leaders have to tackle. So how do you see that playing out? It comes down to finding the balance between productivity and output and the always work experience. And that depends, you know, if you are in retail and you have to be on the shop floor, that is part of what you accept as your job description. However, many, many jobs now are technology dependent. So as long as you've got access to the platform, you can do your work. And this is proven very much in the, in especially in the financial services sector and so on. I think the key here is about, uh, you know, robust discussions between the management, if you like, and the employees. They've got to have frank discussions. I think it's a lot about flexibility and being, being human about it on the one hand. At the same time, understanding that is a requirement for business to perform. There's a performance requirement here. So productivity cannot suffer. What this leads to is a very asynchronous environment. And the danger here is, is around having silos. So the trick around this is you know, making sure there's sufficient communication, that the tools for collaboration are in place and they're actively used. So I think we've all been living on online for the last 18 months, as Colin has said. But going forward, we're going to be mixing, mixing online with dropping in on the office now and then, and also using online in a more informal manner. So we get to talk to each other, not just about this meeting today, talking about that, but also you know, getting that background water cooler, if you like, getting that discussion covered as well online. So you know, IDC looks at it from a point of view of, Colin mentioned people, we look at from the culture that drives people. What is their cultural disposition? Places is the space we're working. It doesn't have to be a place, it's a, it's a space. So it's a, it's a wider discussion even. And the process is all about augmentation, using people between humans and technology to enable a very a very good transaction to occur. And now, Colin, one of the things that you know Mark does bring up is this issue of communication. And communication sometimes is only as effective as you know the messages are received. We can be having frank discussions like what Mark is talking about, but if as a company you ignore some of the calls that do come, some of the feedback from these frank discussions, what are some of the ramifications that companies might actually actually open themselves up to in such a situation. Look, I think there are a couple of them, and I want to start with the people element, what we would call the employee experience. We've seen, for instance, that employees that are highly engaged, as an example, tend to be a lot more satisfied with the work environment, with connecting to the organizations. We've seen employee retention go up significantly, as much as 12 times more likely to stay at an organization if you are engaged as an employee. We've also seen that profitability of organizations tend to go up. So highly engaged employees where we're investing in their growth, in building their knowledge, et cetera, we've actually seen that those organizations tend to be more profitable. So that for me is one of the first things. So I think if we ignore that side of it, there are quite a few ramifications from a people standpoint. The other one I want to talk a little bit about is competition. 
you know, we talk about profitability. Um, flexibility is going to be key during hybrid work, making sure that organizations adopt extreme flexibility, making sure that managers adopt extreme flexibility and listen to their employees. Um, as we've just stated, things like profitability are potentially at stake. And then the last point that I want to make is around transformation, because I think we as organizations have been going through transformation. We spoke about digital transformation a couple of years ago. In fact, our CEO actually said that we had experienced two years worth of digital transformation in two months when the pandemic hit us uh, 18 odd months ago. And that's very true. We've seen it. We've seen cloud transformation, people transforming to the cloud to enable this digital transformation. And I actually believe we're now in a security transformation. We may get to that in a second because with hybrid work, we really do need to think about what that means from a digital security point of view as well. So, but there were a lot to consider. I definitely don't think we can ignore uh, this conversation at all. And in not ignoring that conversation, I think as a follow-up, I wanted to pick on the digital transformation theme that you are highlighting just now, because that really seems to have become big buzzword, you know, across many industries to say that so much technology adoption, digitization of processes and rethinking the use of technology has come up over the last year. And in certain cases, a lot of that was squeezed into that first month of lockdown last year. So with that in mind then, in what way can technology be utilized to actually streamline that hybrid working model to maintain some type of an enhancement for work culture, productivity, and well-being that yourself and Mark have been talking about throughout this conversation? Madiwe, I'm going to try and answer this as short as possible because I, I think technology is going to play a critical role here. Everything from the potential PC that you actually have at home. And let me explain that for a second. If we're going to be doing a lot of work from home, a lot of Teams meetings calls, Zoom calls, we are going to need hardware that's going to support us in that function, right? So hardware that has great microphones. I mean, during our setup of this call, that's something that we tested, right? You know, hardware that has great speakers to give you that stability, cameras. So for me, it starts from a hardware standpoint. Now, I want you to think about something else from a technology. Some of the colleagues that I have that have joined Microsoft during lockdown, I've never met in person. How did IT get their computer to them? So there's technologies that enable us to do this. So it actually enables us to take a computer off the shelf, send it directly to the employee, have them start it up, join the internet, and they get everything that they need without IT having to touch it. You know, that's just one of the technologies. One of the other technologies that we have to consider, and Microsoft specifically has something called the Employee Experience Cloud where we've introduced a new product called Viva, which does talk to everything that we've spoken about around employee experience. So how's the person working? Are they near burnout? Are they aligned to the culture of the organization? A large part of that discussion is also around what we call company communicators. So how do we make sure that we are regularly and effectively communicating with our employees and getting that feedback? Uh, so these are all small. I mean, we can go on for a long time. The, the one bit of technology I do want to talk about for a second is when Mark spoke about spaces and places is we need to reimagine that. And the one thing that a lot of companies are investing in now are boardrooms. The reason for that uh, technology in the boardrooms and the reason for that is that we want to make sure that people that are in the office and people that are at home 
are having the same experience or a similar experience and can collaborate effectively. So we have technology that allows us to do that a lot more effectively today. So as you can see, these are just a couple of examples, but technology is going to play a massive role in this new hybrid work. Uh, now, Mark, in terms of technology playing that massive role, we've spoken about uh, the digital transformation, all of that, but it does come with some risks as good as the technology is. It does open up a lot of companies to you know some security uh, security vulnerabilities. We've seen a lot of studies talking about you have people accessing sensitive data, sensitive company information from less secure locations, coffee shops, homes, etc. So how can companies, you know, for example, your law firms, ensure uh, that the security of the information that they are handling is taken care of in this new world of work? Adib, a very good point. And, you know, I think this is one thing that has had to be really rethought and taken care of very, very quickly. You know, as over the last 18 months, especially in those first months where everybody was working from home, computers were being delivered to employees, people were joining onto corporate networks, using their home routers, using their home devices, using their mobile phones. And this just increased the threat landscape, if you like, by orders of magnitude. Or you keep your company core information very, very securely on site and so on. That was now completely anywhere, anytime, and yes, it has to be accessible so that the person can do their job. With technologies like cloud as well, also hybrid cloud and various cloud technologies coming to the fore, that has further complicated things because the, the information that the person is working with might not be on a specific site. It might be overseas, it might be local, it could be anywhere. And these are all areas that, you know, invite a security breach. I mean, I think what, what has happened, there's been a lot of work by companies like Microsoft to harden the security around the entire transaction. We see the latest information around VPNs are becoming a little bit obsolete, if you like, where the security is written in right on the chip level already um, into devices and also built into or baked into the technology, the cloud technology and so on itself. You know, to, to people that are thinking about this, this is a really critical area because there's operational risk, financial risk, and there's reputational risk should you, you get your security wrong. So it's really important to get this right right from the outset. Uh, perhaps as a way to round everything up together, maybe each of you can talk to us about some of the investments that companies are making when it comes to putting together hybrid work environment, ensuring that hybrid work is actually done quite successfully. We've actually heard of the different systems, you know, security, the devices that you guys were talking about in terms of getting them to people. So maybe we can just end off on that point. Mark, I'll start with you, and then we'll give Colin the last word on the discussion. Sure. Thank you, Medina. You know, I think a lot of companies are, have, have decided that they're going to resize themselves, if you like. I know of a lot of companies from where they're making a lot of savings by moving to more functional offices, smarter offices, a lot of smart technology around the office. So when you're in the office, there's a lot of smart technology there. And also then using a lot of those savings to improve the, the experience from whoever's working from wherever. And I think these are these are the two areas. Going forward, I think secure collaboration is going to be a very, very key area. And technologies that enable that security, we're not going to go back to 2019. That is for sure. The hybrid reality is a reality now. So it's got to be secure, collaborative, and it's got to be balanced in terms of the way we go forward using this, this new work paradigm. 
Thanks very much, Madiba. Definitely not going back to the world of 2019. Colin, your take? Madiba, from my side, I think Mark's touched on quite a few of them. I think people are, are really investing at the moment in, in this transformation discussion and investing in what transformation is going to make sense to allow them to compete in this hybrid world. And a lot of that investment is in technology, as we discussed, specifically in security, by the way. We've seen a lot of investment in security, making sure that we stay safe because there's a lot of regulations around nowadays as well. You take Papier as an example. But I do think that there's a big investment also going into people, which is the right thing. We've got to make sure we look after people during this time. We've got to make sure that we're being very flexible in what that looks like and investing in the culture of our organizations. And with that, I think we can uh, we can tackle this hybrid work scenario head on. So that's been it for this uh, very interesting discussion into the world of hybrid work. Thank you to Colin Erasmus, who is the Modern Workplace and Security Business Group Lead over at Microsoft South Africa, together with Mark Walker, who is Associate Vice President for Sub-Saharan Africa at IDC. Some of the key points coming out from the discussion is the fact that hybrid work is a change that is akin to the Industrial Revolution. And to say that is not an example. Exaggeration. I think it was something that we had a meeting of the minds on. And then just talking about uh, the paradox that actually comes from the fact that uh, you have people working in so many different places, but still trying to get some type of a collaborative environment from their far-flung areas and how technology can actually enable some of those things. But as good as the technology is, it does come with some risks with it, especially around security and a lot of investment is being done from that point. And then on the last one, just saying this thing is here to stay. We're likely not going back to the world of uh, 2019. And uh, going forward, uh, companies do have to embrace where we are right now and will be best advised if they do invest in a hybrid work environment. So that has been it for this The Next Great Disruption Hybrid Work Podcast sponsored by Microsoft. I've been your host, Mudiwa Gavaza, business writer with the Business Day and Financial Mail. Remember that that you can subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, player.fm, podcast, or wherever you choose to get your pods costed. <laughs>